Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, the southern city of Odessa, with its beaches and ports, was known for tourism and shipping. But the ports are all but shuttered, tourism has slowed, and Russian strikes on the power grid have left many businesses in the dark. And Pierre's Tim Mack takes us there. The front door to Yaroslav Trofimov's jazz club was unlocked when I arrived. Yaroslav? Yes, I'm here. Oh. Go downstairs. Go downstairs, okay. Yes. I'm here with the light. Hello. <laughs> it's good to see you. Well, I don't quite see you. It's pretty dark back here. <laughs> yes. It's called blackout. <laughs> he cooks dinner under a flashlight. Nice. Without power, he grills fresh meat over a propane flame. Because he never needs to freeze meat straight from the butcher, hamburgers and fries are on the menu. His club, which shows plays and jazz shows, is still operating, despite less than reliable power in the city. He hasn't made a profit since the war began. Regional officials say the local economy has shrunk 40% in that time frame. But Trofimov says businesses and entrepreneurs like himself somehow keep managing. City does not give up. So something working, even on generators, you can always find a good shawarma on the street easily. During the total blackout without even, as I told you, internet connection, mobile connection, but you can find the very big shawarmas working in very big generators and lots of people standing on the streets. Some businesses have adjusted by finding clients and customers outside Ukraine. I won't say that a lot of businesses like closed or vanished. That's marketing consultant Artem Dorokov. I think most of them, you know, they reinvented themselves. Odessa's ports were central to the local economy, but they were shuttered in February due to the threat of waiting Russian warships. The vast majority of port traffic is still blocked, stranding people like Nick Viknansky, who owns a furniture manufacturing business and needs imported materials. We changed the, our logistics. Now we use the Romanian ports, Turkish ports, and then our trucks. And we work. Meaning he now gets his wood over land through other countries. He says that costs more than how it used to be. But he's cutting costs elsewhere to make it up. And the tourism industry, which is also vital to the economy in Odessa, it's struggling. But it's also adapting. Arthur Lupashko, CEO of the Ribas Hotel Group, says many of his guests are now internally displaced people fleeing the war. He says his hotels, 26 in all of Ukraine, including 10 in Odessa, have managed to turn a profit this year. The apartment-style rooms that we own are still filled with people. The port is still operating somehow. Business is still ongoing. Even the curfew helps us a bit because people don't have the ability to move freely during the night. But local officials say there will be a day when people can. And in a sign of confidence, the Odessa government is pressing forward with its bid to host the World's Fair in 2030, a bid it submitted before the war began. Roman Krechoreshin, the deputy head of the Odessa government, says the war has shown the world what Ukraine can do creating a world-renowned brand. The main important thing which we as, as government must to provide after the war is to, to transfer this brand to new investment, to new working place. 
After all, one thing is clear: the southern port city has shown it can adapt. Tim Mack, NPR News, Odessa. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020, and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research, on, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR.